1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Race for the Ring, episode 106. The Toolbox with Amy Noble. Welcome to The Race for the Ring, the podcast about dating and embracing self-love and inner confidence. I'm your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, two-time author, keynote speaker. Television contributor and soon to be psychotherapist. Since re entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye opening. In an age of online swiping and in person meetups, I found the world of love and lust has been a confusing place to be. So each week, we will chat with a different dating king or queen, socialite, or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, and come up with our clear plan on how to find the finest fish in the sea. Ready, set, go! Go! Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the race for the ring. Today, we are going to take out our toolboxes and fill them up with lots of really good information with this action-packed, jam-filled episode with our dating expert, Amy. She has a service called Love Amy where she actually helps navigate um, the very turbulent, often, tide of online dating specifically, working with her clientele. And she shares with us some really interesting tools that she brings to the table from learning her own path and finding love the second time around. And so interesting. She has a very similar background to mine. She worked in PR. I'm obviously still in PR, but she she was a publicist for a long period of time. She divorced her husband after a significant amount of time, has children, um, lives in New York, um, is also an author, and unlike me, found love the second time around and is now happily engaged. I believe she's engaged, she said. Yes, I think she's engaged. Anyway, she's moving to LA, another place I'm intending to be, um, (laughs) with her significant other in the very near future. So um, it was just interesting. I'm like, I think you're my clone if I had a clone in regards to our backgrounds and things like that. But she does have a really good um, mindset in terms of how to go about dating, how to do it in a healthy way, um, and how to have fun along the way too, which sometimes can be hard for those of us who have been in the dating pool for quite some time. So I am very excited to bring Amy's insight to the table and share it with all of you. Hello, Amy. Welcome to the race for the ring. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. And you're coming to us from the Big Apple. Big <laughs> I, don't apple. Any, I don't think anybody is from the, from the I call it the Apple. Um, calls it that, <laughs> but whatever. I it still um, is. I live there part-time, so I sort of identify myself as a New Yorker yeah. to some degree. That's where my oh, heart yeah. is anyway. Yeah. Love Are you from energy. there?
2: You're from I Michigan actually, though, right? Yes, I'm a Midwesterner, and uh, I love Midwesterners in general, and I also love New York, and I am moving to L.A. in the about a year and a half. So I you will...
1: really are me. I have to say, I was like reading. <laughs> we were talking a little bit about uh, everybody uh, before we hit record, and we'll get into some of the similarities in a little bit. But we have such similar backgrounds, and I too am going to be in LA. <laughs> no, no way! Wait, when? When? That's so cool. Um. So I have obviously this. I have a public relations company, and you two have a PR background, which is so interesting. And yeah. um, we have just organic organically. All right. So let me back up a minute. I, I've always had a passion for LA as I do for New York city. I think I just like big cities and like that's Florida with New York kind of married together in my opinion. So, um, I've always loved it even before I went, I knew I would love it. And, um, and then just organically, it wasn't on purpose. I, I entered graduate school at Pepperdine. I applied oh. to a bunch of schools, um, to get my clinical psychology degree and Pepperdine had an online experience that was as close to being in a classroom as possible, which I sort of felt like I needed because I like that one-on-one, like hands-on, like approach. And they also had like an incredibly amazing program for... It's clinical psychology in, in addition cool. to that fact that they had that. So, so I go to Pepperdine and, um, and then just, I guess uh, by osmosis, I've gotten about five, now six clients from the West coast, all in the LA area. And so I finding myself traveling there a whole bunch. And then when I graduate, I'll also be able to practice in California, California, New Jersey, actually in Florida are oh, three of the states. So I'm probably going to do like a bi-coastal thing.
2: Yeah. So why Fantastic. are you going to LA? And well, then we'll get into what the show is about. I just, I'm so yeah. interested. Uh, well, my fiance, Brett, who I met on Bumble four years ago on Tuesday, it'll be four years ago. Oh, exactly. Wow. On our third date, he's, he's really an Angelino at heart. He raised his three grown daughters in LA and on our third date, he was like, Hey, just so you know, if this thing works out, you know, we'll be moving to LA. <laughs> and it was on our third date. And I said, Okay, well, let's slow the roll just a bit and we'll see how this pans out. And then now here we are moving to LA. That so is so I, cool. I love the West Coast. Yeah. yeah I I, I'm do a too very right. spiritual kind of flower yes. girl at heart. So
1: <laughs> I've gotten so much show like that. I think from just being in school and just the pandemic, I think made me that way. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. All right. Last question. And then we'll go into like your actual career. Where yeah. do you know where you're going to move in LA? Do you know which neighborhood? Will probably be. He used to live in Brentwood. It'll Brentwood or Pacific Palisades. Most oh, likely. that's nice. That's very yeah. very nice. I'm probably yeah. going to Playa Vista. I think when I oh, I'm just getting beautiful. an apartment. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty there, and it's close to like the clinic that I'm going to be doing my internship and stuff
2: like that. So that's so <laughs> important in LA to like sort of build oh, your. Oh my ecosystem. goodness, <laughs> it is.
1: Yeah, car or no car, you need to be in close proximity to where you report on a regular basis. Yeah, and it's also yeah. close to like getting into like main hub of like West Hollywood and stuff, which is where most of my clients tend to be or Beverly Hills. So anyway, all right, so back to you. So tell me how you segued from PR into this dating world of expertise and um, about a little bit about your divorce and how that
2: helped propel you into the field that you're in today. Yeah, absolutely. So it's so interesting. I always, Steve Jobs, my favorite quote from him is "In, in retrospect, the dots actually connect and make sense. And I think sometimes when we're on our career paths, we don't really, we can't know why one turn and twist is is necessary to reach where you're Mm -hmm. supposed to to go. I'm now, I feel like what I'm doing now is my true calling and I feel blessed and grateful every single day. I did start out in public relations and I got an internship for Saturday Night Live. And so I- Oh my God, that's so cool. That's cool. It was so cool. I mean, I literally picked- the small, tiny college in Albion, Michigan, for a reason, because they had a New York arts program, and I saw a couple of other people go through it and get jobs Mm -hmm. in New York City. So that was my ticket out. I got an internship through that program at SNL, at NBC, so SNL and Law & Order, and I moved to New York right upon graduation with $200 $200 in my pocket during a recession. And oh, God. Um, I sent 300 resumes out to every PR firm old school, like with a typewriter, I got yeah. two interviews and one job. And so I stayed, I was in PR big firms for many years. And I ended up writing very just unexpectedly, right when I had my first child, Sam, who's 19 now. Mm. My friend at the time and I wrote a series of books based on our experiences. So I became this unexpected author. and That's first amazing. Book we wrote. I'm an author yeah. too. <laughs> I told you. Oh you my gosh. And okay, so we're going we're oh, to be friends in I'll right, continue,
1: but yeah, okay, I don't have so. a
2: series of books. I only have two,
1: but still. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Please. What were your oh books about?
2: So the first book called I Was a Really Good Mom Before I Had Kids. And it was a book. It was one of the first... At, At that time, it came out in 05. It was one of the only motherhood books that came out that talked about how motherhood really is. Yeah, it's not all. Dirty little secrets of motherhood. Exactly. And so we interviewed hundreds of women, and it was sort of their truths. And then the last, the third book we wrote is called I Would Trade My Husband for a Housekeeper. And that book is about...
1: <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> right?
2: And so I love last, that. Yeah, and it's really, I mean, it's sort of like tracking where we were. The latest book we wrote that came out in 2018 is mm-hmm. called Just When You're Comfortable and Your Own Skin It Starts to Sag. And that book is about reinventing yourself at like 40 and Plus. And so in the course of writing that book, which was so semi-recent, I came to this poignant realization that I had to leave my marriage. We had been married for 20 years. We were together for 26 years. Wow. And there was nothing egregious going on. It just, it just really was time. And I couldn't in good faith write this book and not face my own stuff. And so I was tossed into the dating world in New York City after a very long time. I did not know what I was doing. I literally What was tra- that like
1: for you? I'm just curious. Well, let me back up for just a second. Yeah. How is, without getting into all of what your divorce was about, what was that an amicable? Did he understand?
2: Was he upset? How did your children deal with that or your son? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, divorce is horrible. It's never right. fun. And even in the best of circumstances, we're really good friends now and mm-hmm. co-parent our two beautiful teams. And we're really, really grateful. And our kids are super grateful that we're, amicable because they see a lot of stuff around yeah, them. Yeah, there's a lot of ugliness
1: out there. Ugliness, with right. yeah.
2: But even even in the best of circumstances, it's never what you want. It's never what you would choose. And it's painful. And mm-hmm. so it, it just, it was, I, I don't know that in your 20s you can really... I think most of the time when you're choosing a person to marry in your 20s, unless you're just super evolved, it's, it's a crapshoot. It's like, let's roll the dice. And we have a connection. Let's hope it sticks. And as we both grow and evolve. Right. And so It was really tough, and dating was sort of funny. It's like I'm in New York City, and I thought, oh, this is going to be great. I'm just going to walk into Starbucks and, like, find my It's
1: so hard. It's harder in New York, I think, than some other cities because – I think it's hard everywhere. It's hard everywhere. I agree with that, but I don't know. I I mean, I just – there are a lot there, I feel like there's a lot more single people in New York, just because I think that's just the nature of everyone's so care, career geared. Um it's but yeah. True. So go ahead. So what's your story? Yeah. So so now you're divorced and you're, divorced
0: just, and you're divorce. in the sea
1: um, of
2: New York singledom, if you will. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just trying to like, you know, I'm chatty anyway. I'm trying to chat up people and thinking that, that this is gonna be how I date. And of course, no, like you look like a psycho if you start to talk to someone in a coffee shop because everybody's looking at their phones and tablets and they're like, okay, weirdo, like stop talking to me. <laughs> and Shocker, so, psycho. Yeah. Psycho. So I learned pretty quickly that that was not going to work. And then everyone who says they're going to set you up just never does. And that sucks. And so finally, I took a couple of my single beautiful girlfriends out for drinks. I'm <laughs> like, okay, enlighten me. And they were like, "Listen, like, what about the apps?" And and they said, "Oh, horrible! Just no, 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 no. There's nobody good. We've tried them, and then proceeded to tell me every you know complete like lifetime movie horrible story right. about the people that they met on the apps." And so right. something just didn't add up for me. Quite honestly, it's like, okay, I get that it's probably a, a journey, but the apps are a gift. I mean, it's where single people go. Like, how can it's got to be? We have to navigate it. So I. I just have a weird sort of social anthropology brain. So I'm I'm weird. And I looked at it like, Ooh, let me crack the code. This is going to yeah, be so like fun. Yeah. yeah. And I did. I literally just dove in. I made every horrible mistake you can make. I never wrote anything in the profile. I put party girl pictures up that were just not reflective of really me. I uh, I just thought it was a blast. And I just started going on dates without kind of qualifying people. So then that so do you sort of think you need
1: to do that? Do you think you need to like do the call or Zoom call or, or not Zoom call, but like FaceTime or something with someone before? Like, there's a, I'm, I hear so many different opinions. In fact, I was yeah. supposed to go on a date last night with a guy and oh. I didn't want to do that precursor mm-hmm. type of conversation. I found that when you invest all this time in texting and blah, 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 then yeah. it's a disappointment. I just like to go and meet them for like an hour and see if there's any kind of connection or attraction and then, like, obviously then get to know them better. So he took offense to that and broke the date. Yeah. Okay. Like, so here's, here's the thing. Not, yeah.
2: not our person, right? So right. I quickly figured out how to crack this code. And I met my now fiancé four years ago. Yeah, I want to hear it. How? But, how, what, but yeah. the thing is, for that, I mean, I one of my biggest trolls is... It is your first date. Exactly that. It is not a real date. It's a mini screener date. It's 45 Mm -hmm. minutes. It's juice or coffee or an early drink before you quote unquote have dinner, you know, and it's it's a qualifier, and anybody who box at that not your person because I know so you didn't put
1: a lot of the time into me, so I don't think it behooves me. It's like oh my god! By the way, I so, don't know you. You, can go,
2: you know what?
1: <laughs> I was like, okay, have a nice night. Good luck to you. Bye. Yeah, and yeah. that's a
2: qualifier right there. That reaction. Yeah. So I, I actually yeah. like that. I welcome that. It's a gift. Yeah. True. So that's, that, that is a, one of my biggest, biggest yeah. rules. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was tough. You know, I, I, I learned pretty quickly again, you know, mini screener dates were my friend. I would, and I started stacking dates. I mean, I don't recommend the way that I turbo dated to my clients, but I, <laughs> How did, you do the- that? did you have time to do that? How did you do that with your busy career and your yeah. children? They
1: were younger then, I guess. Right. A little bit.
2: They were young teenagers, but they were still teenagers. So I did have some time and I was sort of in between kind of, and I I had done this other entrepreneurial jewelry business and I was sort of, that was slowing down. So I had time and I did, um, I was stacking dates. Like I had my favorite coffee shop and I had my favorite place for drinks and I knew the barista and the bartender and they were having a ball with it. They're like, Ooh, Amy, who do you (laughs) have today? And I'm like, okay, we've got three different people today. I would show them who was coming we had our little hand signals, All right, Like if you bring me bubbly water, you know, if I ask for bubbly water, it means like, you know, not into them, you got to hover. So we've had oh, like no, this whole I thing. I love
1: that. That's great.
2: Yeah. You're, you oh, had yeah.
1: people like kind of on your team
2: to help you. Oh, that's oh, yeah.
1: so great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would always, one of my other tricks, get there early, and kind of like set your energy and sometimes I would get to a bar like a little bit early and I would meet like this other group of guys and I would say okay like you got to watch out for me I would end up going out with one of them like so it was oh, just I like so You're super fun. cool. yeah I made it really fun yeah yeah, yeah. And so the, the the adventure began and I did slowly start to crack the code everything from what I wrote in my profile to be very, very specific so that it was aimed to actually kind of curate the, the people. And so most people didn't, if, if you're a player and you read my profile, you are not going to be interested. And yeah. it was really good. I started to really figure out what the tricks and tips were to, to start to sort of attract who I wanted to, to date. Someone who also had kids, someone who was serious about getting serious and And, um, was interested in personal growth, which was very important to me and all of those types of things. I mean, I really kind of started to figure it out and slowly, but surely after I had met Brett, you know, my girlfriends were like, you've got to help me. What is going on? And so I just started grabbing their phones and helping my friends. And after a couple of dozen success stories just among my friends, you know, I sat on Brett's couch one day and I said, like with one eye open and I was like, okay, I have this idea. I don't know if it's like weird, but I think that this is a business. And he looked at me and I have the utmost respect for this brilliant man. And, and I was sort of like hiding and he looked at me and he was like, Amy, it's brilliant. You got to launch it. And, um, there you go. That's how that's so awesome. I love that
1: story. So how did you meet? Tell me about the meeting of Brett.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so this coming Tuesday, it'll be four yeah. years. We met yeah. at Joe and the Juice on the Upper East Side, and I was literally like, came from the dermatologist. I had a baseball hat on. I had my Lululemons on, and I had warned him. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be glamorous. I'm going to work out, and we had juice, and it was 30 minutes, and it was a lovely meeting. I think you know, we. I didn't really expect to hear from him after that date. I, I why you know. I I thought he was fantastic. I just, I, I was really forthcoming with what I am looking for. I also was talking about spirituality and, you know, manifesting and all these things. And I thought, oh boy, like maybe that turned him off. You (laughs) thought perhaps he's this like Harvard-educated finance person who is incredibly intelligent and has so much to say. And I just, I don't know. I thought "Mm, I might be a little woo-woo for him. I mean, I thought he was amazing. Mm -hmm. I just kind of wrote it off. I thought, okay, well. And then we, we both were on different trips for a couple of weeks and we, every morning I'd wake up these really sweet texts and we just started texting. And I, I do think that you can, you know, feel chemistry on text. And yeah, I agree. That was, that was really nice. You know, I think when we got back, we went on our first, the second date is always the real date. You know, we went to dinner and play ping pong after. And it's by fun. the end of that, yeah, it was fun. And by the end of that date, I was sort of like, oh, this is something is happening. What's going on? And I think, you know, again, I always say to my clients and it's like the the chemistry can work in reverse. We really have to hold our breath a little bit and say, I think we're all trying so hard to Look at these apps and create some sort of energy, like as if you were meeting someone in, in person. And it's not going to happen. Like yeah. it's just not. And I think yeah. one of my biggest messages to people is like, we've got to withhold judgment. We have to let things grow a little bit. It's mm-hmm. like, and so people will look at someone's profile on an app and say, "Oh no, 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 not my person." And I'm like, "Wait, how, how are you judging this? You know, all we have are just we have a little bit of information." Mm-hmm. And in my mind, it's like they're either in the zone. And I teach my clients what that means, or 99% of the people on an app, because it's a free country are going to be absolutely not. Right. And that's all we know. So if someone's in the zone, they're ticking certain boxes, then try to talk to them. See if you can, You know, you know, it's like, 10 conversations, you say hi to 10 people on an app, maybe one will respond. That's just the numbers game. Right,
1: right. Or they'll respond and then they drop off and then they write you and I'm like, have you read? It took like a week to write back. Like, I've already gone on to the next person. I think
2: there's just so many options, you know, so it's it's just yeah. It's a time-sensitive little crazy alien world and I try to teach my clients that the rules are a bit different. Like, you really do have to, like, respond. You can't let three days go by because <laughs> that person will disappear. But yeah. yeah, it is the paradox of choice too. I mean, there's so many choices. And so I I understand why people get debilitated on with the apps, but I think we have to look at them like, oh my gosh, like what a gift. Like here are all these people. It's just a matter of knowing how to navigate it, knowing, yeah. you know, what's normal and not.
1: Definitely, definitely. So talk to me a little bit about, I guess, what you do for your clients, um, how your services are a little bit different than maybe some others out there. You have obviously, you're coming from a place of insight and spirituality and conscious dating. So can you explain to us what that is?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Intelligent, um, sort of intentional and conscious dating is what I say. So it's really interesting. The first thing I do is have my clients fill out sort of 13 page intake form. And I do get referred by a lot of therapists and I love that I'm not a therapist. Oh, that's great. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I I do think that, I think what to get, if I can get just a little philosophical here, Sure. a lot of people come to me and they say, okay, just teach me how to do this. I want an online date. I want to know how to do it the best way possible. So teach me. So that's part of what I do. And that's easy. I can do that. I'm good at it. But really, mm-hmm. what I want to do, my, my goal is getting underneath because the thing is, if we don't, we all have wounds. We all are in some form of healing. As you know, it's what you're studying, right? It's like if we don't address the traumas, the healing, the mm-hmm. wounds that we all, 100% of us have in some form, if we mm-hmm. don't address that trauma and, and those wounds, those will address themselves in your next relationship, period, right. end of story. And it will color how you are, are showing up in the dating world. So right. for me, this is where I get like super excited and sort of witchy because I do think that at the end of the day, all we are is energy and we're mm-hmm. connecting with other people based on energy. So if I agree. you like... Yeah. yeah, so fear attracts fear and love attracts love and you know skepticism attracts skepticism. So mm-hmm. what are we leading with? You know, I can tell pretty early on I am an intuitive, which I finally am owning. I really am and so That's I can awesome. I can tell really really early on whether there's a block or whether someone just isn't like they're 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 saying one thing but their actions aren't quite matching. So we do work like we do manifesting work. We do energy work. We kind of try to like loosen things up. I talk about past relationships with them. We try to really at least be aware like, okay, you know, I have self sabotage in the past because I have abandonment, it, you know, so it's like, what yeah. are the things yeah. we're working yeah. with? Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it really does matter. And once we start that dialogue, I can then, when they start dating and they date someone even one time and then a second time, I can tell like, oh, wait a minute, are you doing that thing? Are you self-sabotaging a little bit? Are you hiding? Are you, is your fear getting in the way here of real, of judging this person correctly? So I'm kind of the eyes and ears and I'm kind of like the wing woman that, that really isn't biased. Like I'm not their mother. I'm not their best friend. I'm not showing up like, hey, do this or do that. It's like, I'm really, really in it with them and I can help be that clarity for them that they need, if that makes That's
1: sense. That's great. Yeah, definitely. And you have a toolbox of tricks. Well, not really tricks, but mm-hmm. a, toolbox, <laughs> yeah. a toolbox of weapons, if you will. Um, <laughs> yeah. Weapons. Yeah, Weapon I like to call that bad. Um, so <laughs> talk to me a little bit about that first. What is your
2: three, four rule? Am yeah. I saying that right? Okay. Yeah. The three, four rule. So It's something I sort of taught myself along my, when I was turbo dating and teaching myself how to do this. So kind of to go back, I think that two things that we are never taught when we are young and we should be, we should enroll in a course is financial wellness. No one teaches you how to manage money or pay a mortgage, which is so not my strong suit. The other thing is- same. Right. I'm yes. in, I'm literally mm-hmm. trying to like balance my checkbook and I'm in my 50s what is going on? Yes. Yeah. So I'm not, anyway, I'm not, not, my not my a strong position, position at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh and the other thing is relational skills, like how to intentionally build relationships that mm-hmm. are aligned with you. Like how come there's not a course even in college about this? Like yeah, interpersonal, interpersonal skills. Yeah. Definitely. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of blame Disney. Like I love Disney, but I kind of blame Disney because it's like how many of us raise our hands in seventh grade, got swept away by some person, some little, little kid, and, and we had stars in our eyes like, oh, my gosh. And we've never stopped chasing that feeling, that that butterfly feeling. Yes, yeah. it's chemistry. Yes, yeah. it feels great. But what about the other alignment? So the yeah. three-four rule is by the end of your third date with somebody, we need to tick four boxes, okay? Number one, chemistry or connection. And that's something that can grow. But by the end of the third date, we should feel a little something, okay? You know, even just some connection. Okay. The second thing is core value alignment, right? And that takes work to know what your core values are. What do you stand for? What matters to you? Is it family? Is it honesty? Is it personal growth? Is it uh, humor? You know, what are your, what are your core values? And then fourth, Third uh, is um, is this person emotionally mature and available? Two mm-hmm. different things, equally important, and those mm-hmm. are distinguishable. And then the fourth the, of the three-four rule is: is this person at the same readiness level as you? And so we need. How to do you do know the,
1: that though? Without asking them that on a third date, is there a way yeah, to figure that
2: out? There is, and so yes, I, I have a. A whole list of questions and we, and we go over them and I coach okay. my clients, but, okay. but you know, an easy, an easy question to ask to determine readiness is simply, you know, you ask about their past relationships. So you get in that mm-hmm. discussion, you have to be willing to talk about yours too. And kind of, you know, it's going to be different if someone just got dumped a month ago versus <laughs> like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. I'm coming out of a divorce. I've been in therapy but, but simply saying like on a scale from one to 10, 10 being ready to like find your person or, you know, really, where are you? I mean, why are we f- afraid of asking these questions? Right. I mean, we have to be able to, and, and I hear this all the time from people. Well, what if that scares the person away? Yeah. I was going to an- say
1: that would be my concern.
2: Yeah. And, and yeah. my answer is not your person. We want right. people to right. sort of go, Ooh, wow. Okay. Too much. No, no. Because that tells us, that gives us information. It tells us that we are not aligned with this person at this time. It's okay. You don't have to ask it in a super serious way. The other way to ask it is just to simply say like, yeah, you know, to, to, to get vulnerable yourself and say, listen, I just want to see if we're aligned. I'm being really intentional about my dating life and I am kind of ready to press start on my next chapter and find my person. And where are you with that? You know, and if if that just, that's just, that should be something that we are able to talk about and own. And when I was dating and I said that lots of people, I mean, the vast majority of people would say to me, Oh gosh, yeah, not there. And I would say, okay, no sweat. And we would just continue to talk for the next, you know, little bit. And that was it. So I think we need to demystify this for people because if we just uh, are trying to be chosen and say the right thing and hope, hope they like us, it gets us nowhere. It really, it's not, it doesn't serve
1: us. Yeah. You're just sort of walking on eggshells, hoping that it's going to manifest into what you're hoping it will manifest into and wasting time if it's not really a fit. So what you're suggesting basically cuts to the chase in, um, you know, a deliberate, but not over crazy way, if you will, you know, in that way so that you can sort of determine whether or not this person is someone you should continue to explore or if you should get on the apps,
2: right? Yeah, it's it's sort of like, okay, if we can look at dating differently, let's look at dating like we are human beings connecting with no expectations. So we're we're intersecting and connecting and we're simply seeing if we're aligned. Mm-hmm. And I had a ball once I started thinking of it that way. I was meeting so many interesting people. I wasn't so concerned about like, oh my gosh, like, are they the one? It was more like, oh, this will be fun, you know? And yeah. I was asking questions that like, I wanted people to ask me. So selfishly, I got to talk about things like gratitude and personal growth and meditation and things that I wanted yeah. to talk about just, and, and then the bonus would be like, Oh gosh, what a surprise. Like we're so much more aligned than I thought. And then I would sort of give it another day. That's cool. I love
1: that. Um, yeah, it sounds like you went about it in a very casual way, but also in, with intention too. I look at it like with me, because of this dating show, I'm like, I'll just look at it like research. And
2: if it happens to work out, yeah. and then that's great. <laughs> totally. well, that's all research. It's like a yeah. It's like you're tricking yourself. It's like taking the pressure off. I mean, it I can't is. Tell you and how it
1: also takes times. off like yeah. the fact that I always worry I'm wasting my time if it's not, you know, like was so my time is so few and far between, sadly, because of my schedule and stuff like that. But I'm like, okay, but so it's just research for the
2: show. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I hear this a lot. Oh, Amy, like I only want to go on dates where I'm almost sure that they could be the one and because I don't want to waste eight, time. We have, we've got to look at it differently. Yeah. You your don't know person, that. Yeah. You, you don't, can't know that right away. is going to arrive when you have learned the lessons you're supposed to learn. And, and so every date you go on is going to teach you something. Like I would say like to myself, what am I learning here? What's the lesson? And what do you think your biggest lesson is
1: that you learned from your dating before you met Brett? Do you have uh, That's you have such wonder- a good
2: question. Yes. I mean, with uh, overall, it was mm-hmm. the more authentic I became. I am a goofball. I'm nerdy. I love to laugh. Kristen Wigg is my spirit animal. Like I, you know, have fake teeth in my purse. I mean, I am a, a, you know, I am a kind of quirky person. I think that the more authentic I became, and the more authentic I would show up on dates, which is why I say like, it's okay to show up in your workout outfit. Like you don't have to blow out your hair and be this put on all I these. I love. Masks. I know.
1: I love that. I really do. Yeah. I'm going to go on a think workout outfit. <laughs> well, you know, like what not? At least you're just meaning for juice. Who
2: cares? Right. Like, and and, and, the, and I'm not saying like, listen, like you know, put a little ponytail in and some lip gloss. That's fine. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm not I, saying I know you are like, like
1: rolling out of the sweaty like you right. know. I yeah,
2: want to like, but within reason. But but I do think that. When I took the pressure off of myself and I realized that, like, wow, you know, I can be me. When Mm -hmm. I started really leaning into that, I A, I was having more fun on the dates, and therefore I was being more myself, and therefore I was attracting people who are more aligned with me, right? And so I needed to go through all that dating to 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 learn all of that and to feel more confidence and more comfortable. And then I met Brett. And then so it's I think for people look at it like practice and you're flexing this new muscle and you're trying out questions that you have never asked before and it's okay. And then all of a sudden someone sneaks on in there and it's sort of like, Oh wow. That's why I always, I have like a post-date checklist too. It's like, we'll forget how we felt after a date, like write it down. Like, did you laugh a lot? Did you, how did your body feel? Were you like just totally relaxed and, or were you tense or, or, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's, it's paying attention to that too. Like, how do you feel?
1: Hmm, that's interesting yeah be like mindful of your emotions and stuff that, that's mm-hmm. that's that's good that's very good not just so focused on them think about yourself during a along, along the way as well um so is there any other tips that I know you can give it away give all away but if you that's can okay. maybe mention one or two more can you share
2: yeah I mean I think you know when we are let's see I'm trying to think through I think one of the tips I have when you're on the apps, because I get this question a lot, mm-hmm. I think people are vastly underestimating the time. It's a side hustle and the time investment that it takes. When you it's know, you've been on it. Yeah. It's a lot more than you think. Like If you want to go on one date a week, a mini screener date, it's like an hour plus of swiping and talking every single day. And it doesn't even guarantee because we don't know who's going to show up that week on Bumble or Hinge. Those are my two primary that I use regardless of, you know, mainly, regardless of age or state. So I think it's just getting used to it. I always say like, hide whatever app is your go-to, like mindless scrolling and start swiping. And it's just going to become your thing during the day. And because I think people, people come to me all the time, they're like, ah, oh, there's nobody good, it doesn't work. And then I realize that they're spending 10 minutes a week you know, kind of dipping their toe in and it just won't work. Doesn't no,
1: work. I've been more intentional the last, um, I, I, I had a heart to heart with a friend of mine last week and she's like, you need to make space. You need to make space. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make space. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm going to move friend? a little piece of furniture around and make a little space. So <laughs> I have been much more intentional about going on the app, um, pretty much consistently. I don't spend like an hour, I don't think, but I'm at least spending 30 minutes and then maybe 50 or 20 before bed just to see Good. like if anybody wrote me back so I'm not going I'll 24 full hours before I respond um, and I will say that I've been pleasantly surprised. There's still a lot of frogs. I'm not gonna lie. There's lots of frogs, but 99 will be. Yep. Right. But there's definitely some. I don't want to call them princes. I'm trying to think of a, a, a puppies or
2: something. <laughs> a cuter animal. or A
1: frog's not even an animal. It's an amphibian. But whatever. I'm like, <laughs> a, a sloth, there's a cuter a sloth. species out there <laughs> that I've been noticing, and I'm like, oh, these are good guys. Like, and they all really like have good jobs, and they're you know my yeah. age some of them are even the same religion as me and I was like oh I like this okay I think it's just because you have to go through a lot to get more uh, quality people you know you can't just be on for a few minutes and like think that that you know that's all you're gonna say yeah
2: numbers game right I mean it's it's there's lots and lots of people on there and and you're a unicorn looking for a unicorn so it only takes one it really does it only takes one
1: Yeah, my dad always said that to me. Just takes one. One good person. Yeah, yeah, it's like playing the lottery. You got to play a bunch to win. So (laughs) (laughs) – Is, sort of, or maybe maybe sort the casino, the lottery is probably a little bit like too much. Okay, so tell us all how we can find you, and when yeah. you go out to—I mean, I guess it doesn't matter where you're located. Obviously, We're, do you do a lot of stuff online, like when you meet with your clientele and things like that? Oh yeah, yeah. But so you're I moving. work with That's people all over.
2: You. Oh yeah, no, it's it's um video, it's FaceTime, weekly mm-hmm. check-in, so I can work with anyone anywhere. So it's, um, it's a four month program. And if you go to my website, dot you can check out how I work. And I always, you know, I always say to people, I'll do a 30 minute free of charge info call. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, because I, I love, I do that a couple times, probably four times a week. I have one of those calls. So mm-hmm. get in touch with me. I'm happy to chat and give you a little bit of advice. And, and awesome. if it makes sense to work together, then yeah. Yep. Oh, that's so great. And when I'm a therapist, I'll refer people to you too. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. You know, maybe we can become like you know we'll have a partnership in LA. We can like go to hot drinks. And- <laughs> I like that. Yeah, because maybe I'm we'll teacher, do a mixer.
1: I'm, I'm marriage and family therapy, so I'm gonna do like a little bit of personality disorder, a little bit, but i mostly want to I want to counsel women um, yeah. and some men, but like mostly women on relationships oh, and marriages, awesome stuff like that. Yeah,
2: we My should friend. do like a singles mixer or something. Like that would be so fun. Ooh, we're gonna have lots of fun. I ideas yeah I love all
1: of that And I want to do <laughs> retreats too so we can probably do that together also. oh amazing That's I want like to take it to a whole other and- level of like yeah like uh, positive it. energy and, and all of the above yeah. Okay Missy all right so we will put <laughs> we will put all of your your contact information in the show notes and hopefully people will check you out please sign up for 30 minutes you guys can all benefit from 30 minutes of time um for sure thank myself you. included awesome. in that I appreciate it and um we'll stay I'll stay in touch with you for sure okay? This has been so fun thank you so much this is fantastic I love your energy Oh thanks likewise Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. Today's episode was produced by Lori Verbinski and edited by Danielle Gordon. I appreciate your ear and insight. And if you like today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast. Be sure to check out my latest book too. You don't need to be a bitch to be a boss. It's on Amazon and available anywhere books are sold. And be sure to say hi to me on Instagram. I'm at Mindy.Barnett. See you next week. Bye-bye.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.